I'm Alice. I'm Maisie. And this is Treason Review. How are you doing this radiant evening, Alice? To be quite brutally honest with you, Maisie, I'm feeling somewhat worse for wear. What have you been doing? Too much revelry has occasioned me a dark soul. I'm sorry, bud. This will brighten your day. No doubt, after rotting in bed for 12 hours, what you need is to record a podcast. I couldn't agree more, luckily. (laughs) How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Also a bit hungover. I think we all got excited that the end is in sight. Mm -hmm. And we went, oh yeah, fuck it then. Pub's in two months. Start now. We need to start retraining ourselves. My tolerance is to shot. Yeah, same. So gone. My liver has lost all of its protective calluses <laughs> that I had spent so many decades building up. You'll get there again, I believe in you. I am again akin to a fresh babe. <laughs> it's like freshers all over again. Oh God, please spare me. So what's our first segment, Alice? Okay, so we're going in with How Deep Dem Roots. How deep are they? What is the root? They are pretty deep this week, Maisie, let me tell you what. So we've got quite an interesting treason on the cards today. The case of Julius and Ethel Rosenberg, an American couple accused of spying for the Soviet Union during the Cold War. Bomb, bomb, bomb. Bomb, diddy, bomb. And for trees, what have we got? It's a crowd pleaser. It's the one, the only, you know him and love him, General Sherman. General Sherman. General Sherman is a giant sequoia who can only grow in a very specific part of the Sierra Nevada in California. And he is the largest tree that's not tallest and not widest, but the largest, like the highest, widest tree. (laughs) By volume, he's the biggest tree in the world. By volume. By volume, which is how he is the reason that we now measure that by volume instead of any other way. Because he's such a big brute. Mm. It was in his measuring that people went, yeah, this is how we should measure them all, actually. Volume. Mm, Volume of the bark. Wow. I would love to know about the volume of many other things. (laughs) We can do it. Things that you wouldn't ordinarily consider as voluminous. Like, what's the biggest fridge by volume in the world? Now, that is a fact I'd like to know. But it's empty on the inside, so maybe not very much. Just like you and I. Oh, stop it. We're too anxious for you to get into the shit now. <laughs> He's a stunning specimen. Mm. Interestingly, though, his roots, not as deep as you might imagine, considering that General Sherman... Yeah, considering that he's 275 feet tall, which is 83 metres. How deep are his roots, Maisie? How deep are his roots? They're only about 12 to 14 feet deep, which sounds like nothing at all, except when you consider... Even though they only go down to 12 to 14 feet, they cover an acre of earth. A full acre they can be up to. So that's just showing that the roots are not very deep, but they are extremely wide. They're stretching, they're breaching out, they're branching out, if you will. Oh, I will. (laughs) In stark contrast, the roots of Julius and Ethel Rosenberg, it's a bit of a tawdry tale, really, isn't it? Mm. So what happened was that During the Cold War, there were lots of top-secret reports on aeronautics and the atomic bomb construction. Um, They were accused of recruiting sympathisers to the Soviets, right? Yeah, they were Americans. They were American, yeah. And then they were charged with treason and conspiracy. Cutting. Yeah, yes. (laughs) Hence their inclusion in this impeccably structured podcast. (laughs) 
Yeah, conspiracy to commit espionage. Ooh, which is a very badass thing to, you know, we're all going to die being killed for engaging in espionage. It's not bad. I mean, it was bad. Especially given that it turned out in the mm. end, Ethel didn't actually do now. Yeah, so Ethel and Julius are husband and wife. <clears throat> and then while they're being tried for all this, Ethel is so upset that she runs out of the courtroom and the defence lawyer is like, oh, can we have another trial then? Since she just ran out of the courtroom, they're just like, no, now you're both going to die. And then they both were put to death by electric chair on the 19th of June, 1953. Mm. And then it later came to light, like 40 years later, the main guy that had testified against Ethel, her own brother, oh. came forward and said, actually, no, I lied. She didn't do any of the stuff I said she did. And wasn't it the case that, did you say something like the brother's wife was actually doing some yeah, espionage? Exactly. And so he threw his sister under the bus in order to save his wife? Totally. And he's even quoted as saying like, well, yeah, what do you expect me to do? It's my wife. <laughs> like he wow. was no remorse for this. Wow. Yeah, rude. It's so wild that just based on conspiracy to swap information, the United States of America killed a person mm, on, on speculation that they have had some conversations yeah, with people yeah. that they ought not to have. Who gets to decide what qualifies as espionage? I don't know. Some statute, no doubt, or in England, I don't know how it works in America, but maybe some common law happened. So someone was charged with it and a judge went, yes, that is espionage. And that sets precedent for everyone else. But this wasn't all conspiracy because the court did have a witness. Her brother, who was like, yeah, that was her. And then later, 50 years later, recanted. Wow. So they did have evidence, even though it's not very strong. But it was just lying. It was just dead of evidence. <laughs> I recently asked in a law seminar, so why do, what makes people tell the truth? And my seminar leader was like, oh, you swear on a Bible. And I was uh, like, uh, so what makes them tell the truth? <laughs> <laughs> and she said, oh, if you get found out, you go to prison. So that's not very much, is it? Why are you taking anyone's word if that's the only thing happening that can happen to them? Do we swear on the Bible in Britain? You can swear on the Bible or you can swear on any religious book, but apparently not a non-religious book, which I find a bit shitty. I want to swear on, like, Of Mice and Men or something. I want to swear on The Very Hungry Caterpillar. Yeah. <laughs> Such a classic. It's the analogy of a life well lived. It is. It's gorging yourself on every edible thing you encounter in your day, having a big sleep and waking up very beautiful. Are you in your chrysalis now? I'm pupating. <laughs> um, I was going to ask you something. Shoot. You know how in America they have the whole pretend separation of church and state, which is clearly not a yep. thing? Do we have any similar thing going on in Britain? Where yes. It's, yeah. So why then would a court of law need you to swear on a religious text? No, it's just meant to be um, indicative of that you're taking it seriously and the idea is that like, oh, you're making a promise to God that you're not going to lie. Therefore, the courts won't punish you, but God sure as heck will. Isn't it ironic that the court is where you're supposed to be marshalling empirical evidence mm. and yet we are... <laughs> encouraged to swear to God, a concept for which there is famously no evidence, <laughs> in order to somehow prove that we are going to relay real facts and evidence. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. And we're not the first people to call this out. If you want to go on a right tangent, let's do it. <clears throat> There's this guy called Charles Montesquieu in France in like 19th century, I want to say. And he's like, hey, they should all be different and the governments shouldn't be secular. Is that right? Shouldn't be secular? Should, Should be, secular? be secular. Should yeah. be secular. And as with the courts, and he called it like the separation of arms of state. And then we adopted that, which is why, even though we're not totally separated, we're much more so. So thanks, Charlie. Well done, Charlie. Good Great man. job. Good looking out. You got it down, Pat. Got it down, Pat. Alice just learned that phrase four minutes ago. Yes. And it's very exciting. We're using it at any opportunity now. You're going to hear it a lot in the next 15 minutes. Thanks for the tea. You that was down, down Pat. Pat. 
Oh, is it like that? that I was think down you can path. conjugate it however you fancy. Wow. It's not a strict Collins dictionary. Okay, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> is it in the Merriam-Webster? Oh, it will be in two minutes. Of this <laughs> okay, so our second segment, throw in that shade. How agreeable, how shady was the treason, do you mm. think? I am sceptical about the notion of espionage being a really bad mm. crime in the first place. Yep. Just on the grounds that I um, I don't trust the <laughs> state to decide what kind of information should and shouldn't be shared. The yes. whole thing seems <clears throat> somewhat undemocratic. Super dubious, and what's so weird is this this is common throughout all countries, like in England. So there's three kinds of offences you got, basically. Ah, it's not so bad, like a traffic violation. You got, ah, it was a bit bad, which is like theft. And you've got, ooh, that was really, really bad, which is like murder, rape, and treason. And in every country, treason is like the highest amount. You used to be able to... So you know when we had the death penalty, but only for really serious shit, treason was one of the serious shit. Wow. They really care about because it it's a way that the state can control people exactly. labeling you as a terrorist instead of like a freedom fighter. And now they can kill you. Ah. I read somewhere once that animal rights activists make up a huge proportion of the list that governments around the world have of terrorists mm. because of how disruptive um, animal rights activism can be to global economic systems yeah. like food supply chains and stuff. Totally. Like top of the hit list. Because mm. without, you know, state subsidised industrialised farming. Yeah, yeah. It's a huge part of the economy with links to so many other arms of the economy. Totally. And just generally capitalism is like, oh, so we have to keep growing. It's literally fundamental to our economy that yeah. it constantly grows. And yet we know that it does so much ecological harm. And everyone in the world seemingly has just gone, oh, well, I guess we'll just... We're just running at the end of this cliff. <laughs> and everyone's like, well... We can't not do capitalism, so... Because reasons. (laughs) Because the other one is just as bad. It's all fucked. So let's just keep going, I guess, and hope that we're dead by the time this is an actual problem. Oh, we certainly will be. (laughs) We will be. Yeah, that's a relief. That's one thing that we can take comfort from. So not that shady, then. We're going. Treason. Treason? Their their particular treason is not that shady. I'm saying that the real treason here, Maisie, is the brother knowing Mm. that his sister didn't do now and chucking her under the bus... Getting her electrocuted to death. How Mm -hmm. can he sleep at night, Totally. And they left behind two children. And the lawyer for the wife, not the lawyer for the husband, was like, please can, like, fair dues, you're going to kill her, but can you give her some more time so you can arrange childcare for her kids? And they were like, no, we're going to kill you on the 19th of June. Whoa. And her kids were just, I assume, into foster care with some kind of parent. And they spent the rest of their lives trying to prove (gasps) that she was was innocent. Wow. Even though they believed that their dad was guilty. Wow. What a sad tale. That's shady as fuck, man. I'm giving that five stalks on the (laughs) shade scale. (laughs) But in comparison, how shady is the tree? This baffled me, man, because I was looking at the giant sequoia picture. Often you don't get a lot of statistics on canopy sizes, so you have to sort of guesstimate. And I'm like, Mm. "Mm, about four times the length, the width of the trunk, which doesn't sound very big, right? You look up at a big conifer and you're like, ah, you know, like a Christmas tree. Comes out a little bit, not too much. But because the... Because the chunk is so big. It's like 40 metres of canopy. It's huge. 40 metres of canopy. From like tip to one side, tip to the other, about 40 metres. And that's two billion leaves. Please, can we insert that clip here of Trump going, billions and billions and billions and billions and billions. We can. Billions and billions of leaves. Which is amazing. Can you think about all the photosynthesizing these two billion leaves are doing? Wow. I can't even walk 40 metres. I don't even know how far that is. 
Is there some way to calculate in kilowatt hours oh. how much energy General Sherman makes oh. from his two billion leaves, like in a day or something? There definitely is, because in this fantastic book that everyone should read, everyone should read it, it's called The Hidden Life of Trees, it's amazing, and in it, he talks about one tree in terms of that, like, you could light a light bulb for this long with uh-huh. how much energy this tree makes from photosynthesis. So there is a calculation you can do. Maybe we should get in touch with him and ask him to Peter help something. He's a Norwegian woodsman, oh, forester. What a lad. Yeah, I know. So cool. So that seems pretty shady to me, Bobine. Pretty 40 shady. Meters. Yeah. Shall we move into the third segment how to about round it? it off? Okay, so the tall tale. How true are the facts reported in the treason? And how tall is the tree? <laughs> well... The height of the tree, Alice, I can tell you, is 83 metres tall. It's a really yeah. tall tree. 83 metres slash like 275 feet. Big old tree. In fact, the biggest, widest tree. By volume, as we've established. By volume. By bark volume. As uh, a way to help our listeners imagine General Sherman's pure girth, <laughs> how many people would it take to join hands <gasps> after you... disinfecting? Of course. And with masks on. To but hold hands around. Couldn't be two metres apart for the necessity of this experiment. Mm. But okay, I'll well, take the risk. Okay, yeah. I think it's worth it for a group <laughs> hug of General Sherman. Well, um, I drew a stick man on the photo of General Sherman, you as you'll remember. Yeah. If you Google it, which no one's going to do, but if you Google it and you can see like a child or an adult next to General Sherman, and I can only imagine it takes like... 20? Maybe. It's 102 feet in circumference. You know this means nothing to me, Maisie. It means nothing to me, though. We can do some quick maths here. If that's 18, that's 200. Okay, the average person is how many metres? Like one point... Wide. Or tall. Are we doing tall up? Sorry, yes, I see. So how tall you are up is approximately the same as your hands outstretched from fingertip to fingertip. That's fantastic. So if the average height of a person is one metre six? or something like that Mm -hmm. I'm 177 bragging just saying yeah I don't think you can be man because I'm like 165 I am 177 I swear I'm alive do you want to measure me I trust you more than I trust me but I do want to measure me now because I think you're like five centimeters taller than me we're getting off topic how many people do you have to stack head to toe to get to the full height of General Sherman is that what we're going for I don't know I don't know is that what we're going for like more people than you probably know we I th- probably don't have enough friends to stack them on top of each other to reach the th- top of General Sherman. Think about 60. Just gather together 60 of your closest friends, head over to Nevada <laughs> and stack them. them all on top of each other. <laughs> I'll enjoy the day out. And then stand next to General Sherman and go, ah, you're not that big. I'm not tall now. How do you think it would feel to hug General Sherman? Pure, pure joy. Such a girthy boy. He's a big boy. So how tall is the tale of Ethel and Julius? The tale is lofty, Maisie. It is. It it's sounds lofty. Well, it's just a lie, isn't it? Yes. At least half of it is proven now to be a lie. Yeah. I'm not sure if they were ever pardoned. I really take umbrage with the notion of pardoning. <laughs> is that a word? I'm afraid so. Yeah. Is that why Professor Umbridge is Professor Umbridge? I oh so. my god. Wheels within wheels within wheels. So what does umbrage mean? To have a problem with? Yeah, basically, yeah. That is fucking brilliant. It's great, isn't it? What a wonderful word. Umbridge. Yes. So when somebody is posthumously pardoned, mm. you know, they did it to um, Truring, who did the... Alan. Yeah. yeah. They posthumously pardoned him for being gay. You know how they, like, locked him up and that? And then he killed himself. And then he fucking killed himself, yeah. no wonder. And, and then afterwards, the state magnanimously yeah. was like, oh, we forgive you. It's like, do not issue posthumous pardons. Issue apologies mm. from the state to the person. Totally. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 
I'm Shell. Alice has been quoting this about every day for the past few weeks. I'm not sure what's it's really going stuck on. Stuck in my mind. It's it's in there. It's, it's troubling me. Deep dem roots of your mm. I'm sorry, Nick Clegg song. No, right to the you. core. Yeah, I apologise. <laughs> yeah, I find it really uh, revolting that if they have pardoned her, it shouldn't be a pardon. It should be an apology mm. and a beg for forgiveness and some kind of compensation somehow I to agree. the family that's been horribly obliterated yeah. by the state murdering their mum. Well, in England, we do have a victim compensation thing, which is like where if you get attacked, you can apply for some money for them from the state. Like, sorry, you got attacked. Huh. So I guess if <laughs> I'm not sure this will exist in America, I'm not very hopeful. But she would have been a victim. She would have been a victim of state crime. It was murder. How much do you think that deserves? I don't know. The maximum payout in England is, I think, 250000 Wow. You're so great with all these facts, Maisie. I'm so I impressed. just did knowledge. it this week. That's why. Great stuff. Great stuff. Okay, to our final segment. Treel. As old as time. Mm, doesn't get older than that, Maisie. Does not. So how old is the treason? Well... Oh, we were discussing this. We don't know when the Cold War started. The 47? Nine. Yeah. The 47? 47. Nine. 14th of 1947. <laughs> okay. And apparently finished in 1991. Which is when... You, what else happened in 1991, Alice? Oh, it's an excellent vintage. An excellent year. It's the year when Alice was born. Represent. Great year. Come on. So, pretty fucking old, I'd guess. Yeah, quite old. But in the context yeah. of all of the treasons that we're covering in mm, the series, it's right. one of the most recent ones, it really. Is. She was only murdered in 1953. Mm. There are people alive still now, right? Who were alive then? Yeah. Oh, my grandparents are dead, Alice. I don't know anymore. Yeah. What's the normal age for old people to be? Like 40. <laughs> You're close. I'm cusping. <laughs> How old is the tree, Maisie? It's estimated to be between 2,300 years old and then 2,700 years old. So General Sherman is old. a venerable gent. He is. Big boy. Please, Tall can boy. you do the great fact about Karl Marx? Oh my God, this is the best thing. I learned a lot of really... Fucking amazing stuff researching this, and this has easily been the best. So, the General Sherman tree is predictably named after an American journal, William Sherman, in 1879. So, seven years after that, it's 1886, and a bunch of socialist utopians move in, like a big community of them. They take over the forest where General Sherman lives, and they went, oh, we're not going to have this. It was named after a, a war military manager. guy. Instead, we're going to rename it Karl Marx. <laughs> so, for a brief period... <laughs> Between 1886 and 1892, it was named Karl Marx. And then, unfortunately, they lost their brave battle against capitalism and it was renamed uh, General Sherman. But that's brilliant. Karl Marx, the tree. The biggest, widest tree about Karl Marx. Karl Marx. We unanimously agree that that is a better brand of crusty old white guy to be be calling a tree. Than General Sherman. Although there is some, there's quite a lot of gravitas. General. Yeah, it's quite good to have that like title in the yeah. introduction. It wouldn't be so good if he was just called Sherman. Or Carl. <laughs> <laughs> Although I do like the sort of like humble, yeah. quiet dignity of a tree named Carl. Maybe it should be called Todd so that Hank Green can finally uh-huh. see that there's the first famous Todd ever. <laughs> we shall start the petition. Get on it now. Make Sherman Todd again. Make Sherman Todd again. <laughs> All right, Maisie, so the five-stock scale, what are you saying? It's a tricky one because I really resonate with the treason, but General Sherman's the best one here. I think I would give the treason four stalks out of five, but I would give General Sherman five. Five Uh stalks out of five. You really skew onto favouritism of the trees, which, which I, you know, have to sort of agree with you there. He's the largest tree. This isn't... 
the biggest. Arguable. Yeah. He's a category dominator. He's an amazing guy. Our boy Carl slash Todd slash General. General Toddman. General Toddman arcs. General K Todd. <laughs> We're getting bogged down here. <laughs> what would you give them? How deep them roots? Treason wins it for me. Um, throw in that shade. Oh, the treason's got to win it for me as well, man. What a shady, shady ass oh, situation. Oh, it is rude. And how tall the tail is. Again, the treason is just a big pack of lies. I'm, I'm voting treason. I'm saying the treason gets four stalks out of five on the five stalk scale. General Sherman is clearly the category winner, but he his roots are not as deep. His shade They're is not an acre. Thrown. All right, we're choosing deep, a very deep, weird way. I'm just obeying the technicalities of the category here, Maisie. The rules are, exist to protect us all. God, I made these things as well. What a fool. We always what a fool. end up hating what we create. Okay. Hi, Mum. <laughs> so, so that's it for today. That's it for today. Thank you so much for podding with me, Alice. It's always a pleasure, Maisie. Never, Never a chore. <laughs> I've been Maisie. I've been Alice. And this, this has been Treason Review. Thank <laughs> you.